0: Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No,
1: yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah,
0: no. Yeah, no, yeah. 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 No. What yeah. I-, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me that out. That was so organic. Thank you.
0: Hi, I'm Katie, and some of you have not been gifted Bill O'Reilly's weight loss book as a teen, and it
1: goes Hi. Welcome to Chili's. My name's Molly. Can I get you guys started with something to drink? I'm just trying to restore a little bit of normalcy in these troubled times. I know it's been a while since some of us have been to a restaurant because coronavirus Tugging at my heart. Strings. Okay, that was me saying strings. Uh, This audio is a little rough and it cut out right before... Katie could finish what she was saying. Uh, I may be popping in here to try to clean up the audio a little bit, but I am limited in my resources and patience. Uh, Bear with us. (laughs) Coronavirus has taken over. Uh, Katie and I are recording remotely for the first time. She's in New Jersey. I'm here in New York. Uh, She's clanging around some tea in the background. Pretty unprofessional. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll just deal um, So we, um, we Debated whether or not we should even talk About coronavirus we took a poll on Instagram a lot of you said you were Sick of hearing about it and you Wanted us to just be a distraction But hear us out It is all I can think about um, and then also we did a poll over on Patreon where 15 people are supporting us. If you want to join us over there, please do. Uh, $4 a month gets you an extra mini episode. But uh, I we, when I did a poll over there, some people expressed interest in hearing about how social media influencers were reacting to coronavirus. And so I thought now would be a good time to check in with some of them, with some of the friends, the celebrity friends we've made along the way, and just take their temperature on this whole issue
0: yes we always want to be some sort of distraction and trust us you haven't heard our opinions yet so it kind of won't be totally corona centric make sure to yeah. keep following us on instagram um i'll keep taking more polls that will i guess ultimately ignore but it's <laughs> the yeah no yeah
1: podcast. <laughs> um don't you guys like being ignored, I feel like that's what you come to us for. Um, no, but, they do okay. It is so I did check the most recent stats, and uh, worldwide, there have been over 120,000 documented cases of COVID 19 and just over 2,000 deaths. So that's a lot. Um, but uh, wait, no,
0: there's more cases than
1: that. No, I don't think so. Oh, no, it was
0: 120,000 deaths. There's like 500,000 cases.
1: I'm so sorry. That was for the U.S. Uh, Don't listen to her. Okay. It's 658,000 worldwide and 30,000 deaths worldwide globally. Wow. Such such a nationalist. I only care (laughs) about the U.S. Yeah, seriously. So, Katie, I wanted to dive in first of all to a warm bath of bat soup. Oh God, I'm I'm ready. So, okay, so there was a viral post that went around that featured a Chinese vlogger, a Chinese social media influencer named Wang Mengyun, who was going, uh, who uh, was eating eating a bat, eating a bat soup. There's no way around it. Um, but it was uh, incorrectly tied to the current coronavirus um, when that uh. that video was, in fact, from, uh, th- I think, three years ago it was for a little travel show she did. And she wasn't even in China. She was in Palau, which is a South Pacific island. And she clarifies. So she released a statement because she was getting all these death threats and all this hostility online from people it was you you're the one who gave us all coronavirus because you ate a bat um so she made a post that said sorry everyone i shouldn't eat bats she began (laughs) (laughs) then she said uh it's a fruit bat raised by locals not a wild one but it's a bat can't argue with that
0: Look, she's not wrong. This just proves how silly people can be.
1: Well, okay. On the so- internet,
0: she's not silly. Eat as many bats as you want. I ultimately don't really care.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So, appara- I didn't know this until I started reading about coronavirus, but apparently, bats are the source of quite a bit of pestilence and viral infections. Uh, um, so. Oh, sorry. Sorry, what's that?
0: I heard I was listening to The Daily, a much smarter podcast than our own, Mm -hmm. and they said that bats were the beginning of SARS as well. Yes. Thought to be.
1: Yes. In fact, uh, so coronavirus is part of a family of bat born viruses. Of which SARS was uh, another one. This is actually the fifth bat virus in the past 26 years. Um, There was uh, Hendra in 1994, Nipah in 1998, SARS in 2002, uh, MERS, Middle East
0: Respiratory Syndrome, in 2012, and Ebola in
1: 2014. Oh, Ebola, even. Wow. Well, I've also heard that. It really.
0: like are bats okay
1: well yeah okay so the point that she was making about it being a fruit bat is i think that her point was uh that wild bats are actually the problem because they live together in these Mm. uh in these gross little caves and i'm no virologist but i think it's the all of them clustering together in damp humid caves that's really uh really where the the nastiness lies
0: Um, don't you dare yuck their yum, Molly, not on my
1: show. (laughs) So, yeah, so SARS comes up a lot in relationship to coronavirus because that was also tied to, as we've seen in Hunan, the wet markets have been, uh, it's, was traced to this specific seafood wet market. Um, and SARS, they believe was, uh, did come from civets, which are tiny little jungle cats, I believe. Um, being sold in wet markets. So uh, I was reading about this because of a virologist named Shi Zhengli. They profiled her in the Scientific American. Um, She's a bat virologist who researches the connection between viruses and bats. And she works at a laboratory in in Wuhan. Sorry, I think I said Hunan before, in Wuhan, um, where she... uh, It's um, the bat that she, the bat laboratory works out of is uh, a a laboratory where they, where, um, who have uh, viral strains. And so when this all happened, um, this bat researcher was really worried that it had been the source of, uh, that one of the bats in her laboratories had been the source of the outbreak. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So then she went and she had to look and make sure that the viruses that were appearing in people weren't the viruses that were appearing in her bats in her lab. And she says that they weren't. So I guess we'll just take her word for it.
0: (laughs) I guess I I guess I believe her.
1: Yeah. So um, in wet markets, do you know what a wet market is? No, but I mean, I guess
0: blood, water. So it's basically
1: where uh, in China it's very common to have a wet market be part of the village scene or your city experience. Oh, uh, where you go and you buy, um, uh, you go and you buy animals <laughs> or buy fresh food, basically fresh meat from uh from these types of markets and they're called wet markets because they're always being hosed down because there's always blood everywhere and uh feces Mm -hmm. from animals um china isn't great Mm. with food safety regulations there's uh a lot a lot less of that over there so obviously a lot of xenophobes have latched onto this idea that it's like uh chinese people they're just wrong and they eat wrong and that's That's part of that's that's all, Ah, Fox News, you know. Right. So, um, but really, uh, a big part of it is this: um, the fact that a lot of the wet markets, uh, in addition to selling, um, in addition to selling normal livestock, they also sell wild wild animals. And a big, okay. a big part of that is because of um, Chinese traditional medicine often calls for these strange, strange animals. Um, and uh, I was mm. reading that there has been a push towards more uh, Chinese traditional medicine because of uh, the current president um, has been uh, President Xi Jinping has been pushing uh, Chinese traditional medicine as part of his brand of nationalism.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: in particular, I thought this was really interesting. There was a rumor going around for a while. Now it seems like this maybe isn't the best theory. But for a while, people were saying that it was uh, pangolins that were the problem. Do you know what a pangolin is?
0: Oh, what is so that? So for a
1: while, um, they were saying, like, it can't just be going from bats to humans, this virus. There has to be an intermediary source. And they are saying, like, maybe it's pangolins. So they basically, they look like armadillos. They're the world's only mammal with true scales. They're actually very cute. They kind of curl up into balls like armadillos. I'm looking them up
0: right now.
1: Yeah, look them up. They're pretty cute. Yeah, tell me what you see
0: i am seeing some sort of armadillo meets turtle in some shape and it has arms little face scales it rolls in a yeah. ball
1: so the demand for pangolins mostly comes from china where they are illegally trafficked so they're endangered they're not supposed to be sold at all but they're very popular mm-hmm. because they're considered their scales are believed to be a cure all um and that their and their uh flesh is as we've heard over and over, considered delicacy. Oh my god. Why is it that the grossest meats are delicacies?
0: I, you know, that's what people just want to say about eating gross stuff, I think. Yeah.
1: I read in uh, National Geographic that their scales are said to treat everything from arthritis to difficulty with lactation in mothers. Whoa. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the se- the international trade in pangolins is banned, but China approves the use of twenty nine tons of scales, which is the equivalent, Katie, what? to seventy three thousand pangolins for commercial traditional medicine. Oh, se- no, seventy three thousand pangolins. But but. Is there a way to just replicate
0: the stuff, like, you know, synthetically? Like, look, I guess I'm a, I don't know. I'm going to become a doctor. I just feel like you don't have to go around killing. We make beyond burgers. We can fucking make scales. Um,
1: Yeah. Beyond scales. I'm running for president 2020. If someone is wondering how they're going to make a financial comeback after this after this whole recession issue. <laughs> I just gave you your Synthetic pangolin scales Somebody do it (laughs) Uh, So there was also recently a rumor That their scales contain an opiate Called tramadol Which is Mm. Obviously not true but also, ah, uh, pangolin—the virus that they found in pangolin—the viruses that they found in bats—they say are actually closer to what they've to what we found in humans. I don't know why they've ruled out the virus going directly from bat- bats to humans. Um, I guess because there aren't as many bats around Wuhan, except in this laboratory that they say is definitely not the source. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, bats, I'm sorry to say, it doesn't seem that crazy to me. If people are eating bat soups and they're around, I don't, you know, if they're around, they're around. They don't have to be around as often as pangolins.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you heard it here like, first. Kind
0: of a or, a, or a genomist, but it doesn't sound that crazy Okay, to me.
1: yeah. Not that crazy. So in light of all this, in light of this latest outbreak, uh, China and Vietnam are banning the wildlife trade um, to help stop Mm. spread these freaky, freaky viruses. I like that. Well, okay, but I also read that um, these uh, uh, the international trade of these types of animals is worth about seventy six billion dollars. And uh, and could put approximately 14 million people out of jobs, according to a 2017 Oof. report commissioned by the Ch- Chinese Academy of Engineering.
0: Oh God! Yeah. Wow.
1: Um. But then I was.
0: Yeah, I don't know how easily people are going to give up this billion-dollar business. Yeah, seems
1: seems unlikely. Um. Uh, seems so unlikely. So, looking for other examples of bat soup. Uh, in Indonesia, they were. Uh, the South China Morning Post posted a video where they were interviewing some people who were eating bats in Indonesia, uh, and they interviewed this bat salesman who said that after the coronavirus outbreak, bat sales have not slowed down because oh, no. they're always sold out. And then they go to a no. <laughs> and then they go to a nearby cafe where they see a woman eating a bat curry, and she says, "God decides if we get sick." well she's not worried not (laughs) at all worried wow
0: wow 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 wow
1: but i mean maybe she's maybe uh i assume that her argument would be similar to this uh chinese social media influencer that i mentioned earlier in that like these bats are basically they're not from a cave i don't know maybe that solves everything i'm not trying to again i don't want to yuck anyone's yum That's all (laughs) I
0: care about. No, look, eat what you feel you need to eat, but let's just be
1: careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, After all, God decides if we get sick. Just try to keep keep that in mind. Um, All of this has uh, necessarily led to, as you can imagine, as I mentioned, there's been some xenophobic backlash. And uh, Mm. Michelle Fahn, do you know who Michelle Fahn is?
0: um is she's an asmr or a mukbang? No, no she's
1: uh she was one of the original uh youtube makeup artists who was really oh no I don't yeah know. she was from way back. i want to say like 2010 she was really getting going um and then she also started ipsy you know the sampling i did. Oh, I do know yeah, what so that she is. was also involved in that. And uh, so she's been talking on Twitter about the lash out, the backlash against Asians in light of Wuhan. Um, uh, she posted on Twitter, why are some of you telling me to go back to eating bats? I'm American, you ignorant fucks. <laughs>
0: Oh God! Yeah. Uh,
1: On uh, in France, the Twitter hashtag "Je ne suis pas un vi- virus" I don't know how to say that in French, uh, which means "I am not a virus" uh, has been trending.
0: Of course, God, yeah, people are so fucking yeah. stupid. I heard in um, in New York, a lot of people. Well, ov- obviously, a lot of Chinese restaurants are suffering. And then also like people getting like water thrown on them in the street and stuff if they just look oh, Asian, wow. yeah. yeah. Um,
1: if this has made me angry at it, it's made me angry at bats.
0: I mean, it's just made me annoyed at the world, but yeah, mostly bats. bats are, uh,
1: yeah, it's, read about bats if you want to lose your lunch.
0: <laughs> I actually find them cute,
1: which they're obviously so up. Wait, okay, you should but... watch this bat soup video. <laughs> when they eat them uh, in the soup, their like faces. Yeah, well, yeah. Things that I think are cute in soup, <laughs> Molly. Their faces are froze.
0: Yeah, I I he's in soup. I don't think he's so cute. Their
1: uh, faces are frozen in little frozen screaming masks. Um, with their little no, with their little teeth, their little fangs sticking out. Uh, Yeah, that's what you like. That's what you think is cute. Good. You heard it here first. Well, I think
0: it's cute when it's whole and existing, not when it's soup. Oh, I'm looking at it right now.
1: (laughs) So, yeah,
0: it's pretty tough.
1: Another group um, that has been pretty uh, happier than pigs and shit, Um, we've talked a lot about (laughs) the multi-level marketing community uh, this past season. Uh, And they now have been pushing the narrative that, uh, hey, are you out of work because of coronavirus? Well, we have a great way for you to work from home. Oh yeah. god! And then also, there are lots of uh, multi-level. For those of you who need a refresher, multi-level marketing uh, are basically legal pyramid schemes, where you are getting you're recruiting people to work under you, and you get a portion of their sales kicked up to you, and you kick up your sales to the person who uh, who recruited you, and someone's always left at the bottom of this triangle-shaped business model, uh, unable to. <laughs> Move their product. Um, so for, um, it's also often targeted at like stay at home. People who want to work from push this like working from home angle. Um, and one of the multi, uh, a couple of really popular multi-level marketing uh, schemes uh, revolve around essential oils. And I remember I first got interested in multi-level marketing because I lived with someone who was really into them, really into putting them in diffusers. Uh, when the whole Ebola outbreak was going on. And I remember, oh, <laughs> I remember reading about Young Living and Dutera getting official censures from uh, the FDA saying, your uh, salespeople, the people who you say are independent contractors, but are they really, um, are saying that thieves, which is a popular essential oil, uh, is a cure for Ebola. And now, of course people are doing the same thing with coronavirus.
0: This is so funny. If you just stupid. look at
1: if you just google corona not google, if you just search virus on Facebook, you'll see all these moms posting, I believe <laughs> uh, I found one that said, "I believe I put thieves oil on Payton and I every single day." Payton The name Payton doesn't say I'm part of a multi-level marketing scheme. I don't know what.
0: The names of children really (laughs) say a lot. She
1: said, I put put three drops of thieves in my water bottle every day. I figure if it's worked since 1413 and protected people from the Black Death (sighs) and we have no cure for coronavirus, can't hurt, might help.
0: It certainly can't. Look, I guess some things can't hurt, but you can't go around saying that they might help. There's a difference. Um, Yeah.
1: And the whole thing about it protecting people from the black death, I feel like we don't have to our listeners, but um, needless to say that is not accurate. No, no,
0: (laughs) I, uh, when we were getting ready for this episode, I was thinking of all, you know, I am definitely not MLM, but I'm a sage buying sort Mm -hmm. of gal. And I like sage Mm -hmm. to burn it. And I was thinking like, I'm, I am that that is some, uh, some weird woo woo part of me. But I do not go around saying that it is helpful. If it helps you privately, that's fine in your own mental, you know, hellscape. But if it, you know, I've been following some girls on Uh, Instagram who I had to quickly unfollow I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point but who were just like yeah you know if you burn your white sage at this time and you drop this like you you'll absolutely be fine it's like you actually can't say that and some people are dumb and they're gonna believe you
1: yeah and also um I remember you shared me that tweet that was like I can't believe all I can't believe all (laughs) this bad stuff keeps happening women with crystals
0: I know that was very yeah. funny because it's like it's true I mean if you want crystals for your own mind have crystals but it's certainly not going to help uh this
1: viral illness you, heard, you again you heard it here first <laughs> we're the f-
0: I'm sorry to keep saying I mean we look we have smart people mm-hmm. listening to us so I feel like I really don't yeah. have to say this but I thought it was important Dr. To
1: Katie saves the day again
0: yeah. Look.
1: Um, so I also wanted to touch on our pal, Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, uh, someone who she's interviewed uh, on her. Uh, she does those Q&A's or Goop does those Q&A's with various doctors who practice medicine in a way that many would consider, uh, you know, not not correct <laughs> in a way, you know, where they're like, they really, they really, <laughs> but they happens. really think outside the box when it comes to uh, how medicine should apply to your body Uh, and one such uh, doctor was Kelly Brogan who's a a psychiatrist and who does in fact have an MD from Cornell University Uh, she posted a video on her Facebook this isn't on Gwyneth Paltrow's website but this is on her own Facebook saying that there's potentially no such thing as a coronavirus and that the reported deaths from the virus are likely being accelerated by fear itself. Further, she personally doesn't believe in germ-based contagion.
0: <laughs> could this? I love when people just don't believe in things. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, she adds, she, she admits, she says, could this contagion be a reality for others? Absolutely, she says in the video.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's just not for her. <laughs> it's not her. for me,
1: she adds. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is just, I'm out. It's not for so me. So the Daily Beast pointed out this person that uh, pointed out, like, this for, this goop. That she's also been on the goop podcast um, talking about just kind of psycho bab- babble, like why you should, like why uh, depression is actually just inflammation or whatever. You know, everything that's wrong with your head has something to do with your gut health. You know, are you fully doing the dishes in the background?
0: <laughs> no, I'm sorry to say that that is my um, radiator. Okay. And it's very loud. It sounds like a mix of water and clanging. I, I I can't help it. I live in an old building. Yeah,
1: Jersey City is a is an ancient place. Um, it's worth. It really is. <laughs> to all. Okay. Um.
0: Doctor
1: Doctor Kelly Brogan uh, also is an anti vaxxer and an AIDS denialist.
0: Oh no! Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, So, yeah,
0: that has been very triggering during this time, as I have read um, for the LGBTQA plus community that this pandemic is being taken so seriously, whereas the AIDS epidemic was not. And additionally, people like these deniers of which I was actually going to say Dr. Drew is one, but he's not. I'm going to take that back. He actually did some good stuff with that. Anyway, um, it's been a tough time for a lot of people. Just adding that in there.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it is interesting how... Okay, so that actually segues nicely into Dr. Drew, who is the next person I want to talk about. Because I will admit that when this all got cooking, I was one of those people where I uh, I thought, like, this seems kind of overblown because, like, it's um, if it's just a flu, if it's a form of flu, uh, then... And why would it merit this much of a reaction? Because there, the flu comes mm-hmm. every year. Some people, you know, vulnerable people die. And we don't drop everything because of that. It's just the cycle of disease. Circle of disease is what I would. <laughs> but, of course, like now, since then, the point has been made that, like, if we have this many people getting sick, even if it doesn't kill that many people, it makes a lot of people really sick to the point that they need respirators if they are going to make a recovery and it just overwhelms hospitals and it backs up everything and it makes it impossible for others to get the treatment they need. So I'm all on board. I'm isolated. I'm quarantined. I'm covered in hand sanitizer. Um, but, I will say that I did, and Dr. Drew is not someone I consider a source, but I did see him on a TV show promoting this idea early on that like people, it's just a complete overreaction and then for us to uh, behave any differently.
0: Yeah, he was really into saying it's not going to affect people who are healthy. So basically like the sick should stay inside, but the healthy can kind of go on, Um, which obviously is completely false that we know now because you can be asymptomatic and think that you're healthy and you're carrying it anyway. He really, he, that was his, when I was reading his, um, well, I listened to only a little bit of the dose with Dr. Drew featuring you guessed it, Dr. Rob Schneider. <laughs> um, just kidding, he's not a doctor. He's a fool. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, I, I could only listen to so much of the dose because I don't know. I just like if two men talking is like it's too much. Um, but the biggest thing I took away was just like he like the the literal scoffing at what the other people in the medical community are saying, which is like, no, we all have to stay inside sort of for the good of everybody and flatten the curve and all of this stuff. And he was just like, no, 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 go about your business. Sick people stay home, healthy people get on out there. And Rob Schneider is like, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't, again, not sure why Rob Schneider is weighing in. Yeah, he appeared,
1: um, the thing that I read about it in the New York Times said that he uh, appeared on Dr. Pinsky's program, Dr. Drew's program, and talked about going out to dinner in defiance of the new guidelines.
0: Yes, yes, it's like cool. You did one rebellious thing that is like very irresponsible.
1: Yeah, um, I think a lot of people don't know who Rob Schneider is. He was on set. Oh, I'll <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> Rob Schneider classically
0: is, um, like Adam Sandler's little shadow, he's been in like pretty much all of Adam. Sandler's movies leading up to the most recent one, which he wasn't in. And he's just like this short little, like, yes, man. He was in the Gigolo. He starred in that. And I don't remember if he was on he SNL, was, but maybe now yeah. knows. Sounds like a mistake, but SNL's not that funny. That's for a different yeah. episode. Wow.
1: Okay. Um, so, yeah, he also, but um, Schneider, uh, Mr. Schneider, <laughs> New York Times calls him Mr. Schneider. Which we Mr. called Schneider. him Doctor a second ago. Even Mr. sounds like a stretch for. I know. Call him Bigelow, American Gigelow. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's also uh, doesn't agree with mandatory vaccines for children. So.
0: Yes, he's an anti-vaxxer. This is a great
1: time to look around and just figure out who's an anti-vaxxer.
0: Yeah, no. This I saw a meme. This is a great time for memes, also because we're all just home. Um, But I saw a meme that was basically like anti, you know, anti-vax or people that um, go out during social distancing of the same people that would hide a zombie bite. And I was like, that's very funny. Yeah,
1: yeah. And those people do exist. They and at the very
0: least, now we know who they are um dr drew mentioned so he's i i'm assuming people know who dr drew is he's this guy who you've probably also seen on like teen mom if you're into that sort of reality television he's like a reality tv but is actually a right. doctor is the best way to describe him and he's an addiction specialist as well he's an internist but he studies addiction and i i he has said this before, and I guess he's bringing it up again now because people are going to be home a lot, is um, the impact of pornography on <laughs> our psyches. And he is qu- quite concerned about that. Um, look, I, again, we don't yuck yums here. Uh, he said, I'm very, very concerned about the impact of pornography. We don't even know what it's doing to our brain development. And I'm, confer- and I'm concerned it's doing, quote, he's something. He's a quack. <laughs> I just love that it's like I'm concerned it's doing something. What, Doctor Drew? No, 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 honey. Something. <laughs> it's like it's okay. I think
1: we're gonna be okay. Yeah, I don't think that now is the time to um, think too much about your relationship oh, God, no. with porn. Whatever you're doing that's working for you now. Is whatever not you're doing the time. that's working for you, keep doing it.
0: I my uh, agree my
1: extremely loud more. next door neighbor. I, I just heard her scream recently to a friend who was video chatting. She said, uh, "Dave, now is not the time to rethink your drinking."
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have actually been saying yeah. that to me, <laughs> and I don't know why. I'm not rethinking it. I'm very happily sipping as much yeah. as I want.
1: Yeah. Um. I wanted to. Uh, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Dr. Drew? That's sort of my okay. Dr. Drew vibe. Um, there's another fake doctor that I want to talk about. Actually, this doctor is more fake than Dr. Drew. Uh,
0: d- yeah, Dr. Drew, I Googled, is he a real doctor? And the first answer is like, actually, yes, he's a highly accredited yeah. What are you uh, do? professional.
1: Um, you don't have to be that smart to be a doctor. I yeah. just want to put it out there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm basically fun yeah. as um, So, but Dr. Phil, as Katie and I have addressed on our Dr. Phil episode, he actually just has a PhD. He's not a medical doctor. He has a PhD in something or other, um, but he is not actually a doctor of psychiatry. Uh, he is just a, a man with an advanced degree. Um, so he has come up in relation to coronavirus because he has show to interview the illustrious uh coronavirus challenge tiktoker uh Ah. who uh, is a young young lady i don't i didn't even write down her name who cares i don't want to give her more i don't oh god
0: this episode really is
1: like our favorite
0: our top hits tiktok phil oh yeah this is good um
1: yeah dr phil uh i don't want to give her more of a platform unlike dr phil In our Dr. Phil episode, one of my main theses was uh, that Danielle Brigoli, a.k.a. Bad Baby... The only reason she's famous is because she's been able to keep going back to Dr. Phil's show. So even though he espouses to be this sort of paternal figure who's there to lecture her and set her straight, he's actually only ever exacerbated the issue and given her a much wider audience uh, for whom to perform her antics. And he's done the exact same thing with this coronavirus challenge girl. She posted a TikTok of herself licking a toilet seat with the hashtag coronavirus challenge. And now, if you click, if you go to the hashtag coronavirus challenge on TikTok, you'll see people doing a a number of gross, unhygienic things. Yeah. 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 And so, once again, Dr. Phil has her on his show, makes a big show of calling her spoiled, but is actually just making her famous. So he's done it again. Another hit.
0: He's done it again. He's very, that's the yeah. one thing
1: he's good at making his, bad, yeah, bad finding thing. annoying little women and uh, just really putting them out there. <laughs> We're going to write a new book <laughs> called Annoying
0: Little Women.
1: It's about four TikTokers <laughs> during the Civil War. <laughs> Uh, yeah I can't wait I'm so glad that we all have time to work on our screenplays Katie and I have so many
0: (laughs) sorry to slap the table um I can I just can I complain uh, just a little bit I'm gonna complain really quickly I just feel people might enjoy this so obviously a lot of people are posting like you know, that they're going to work on their book now or their novel now or their short story now or now. Oh, thank God. Now I finally have the time to take my piano lesson or learn to sing. And it's like if you've made it 32 years without singing, it's like, just don't. And no one needs to read your book. I'm sorry. I feel bad. But it's like I can't I can't imagine you're going to write anything that hasn't been
1: (laughs) written. Um Okay.
0: you don't. No one has. No one has my support. Sorry, that's
1: it. <laughs> I just want to quickly say, no one has my support. Um, and I and I love
0: many people who are writers. I just don't think the next novel that you didn't already start is gonna start. I just now. want to say
1: that I could not disagree more. Uh, Katie's views do not represent the views of Yeah No Yeah Ink as a whole. <laughs> um, write that book. Write that book. You have to do. No, do it, but just. Okay, yeah. Don't, don't, don't tell Katie me about, about it. it. You can tell me about it. I will give you some notes if you want. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry to be such a
0: curmudgeon, guys. I'm 14. De- I'm an, I am a slutty, bisexual, extroverted Gemini. And it's very hard for me to be in and i'm doing it and it's 14 let's days let's all remember to cranky. pour one
1: out for the cranky bisexual extroverted gemini so they're you. the ones that really have it the hardest <laughs> i did not say that. <laughs> okay so here's that brings me to my complaint my one complaint that i'm just gonna get out there uh i've realized during this this whole quarantine situation i Kind of think of myself as an introvert, but I've realized that I am very much not. Uh, I am an extroverted misanthrope and I need to be in the same room as people telling them yeah. what I don't like about them. And I have gotten just, just <laughs> so, I was immediately sick of it. This trend of introverts being like, uh, quarantined? Uh, sounds good. I already was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you really. I've never seen you happier than when you are just roasting Thank people. Thank you. In person. And,
1: um, and yeah, I that's it's really, and it's just it never ceases to amaze me how pr- it, this quarantine has really given people the chance to be really proud of what curmudgeons they are. <laughs> uh.
0: I know. And it's turning me into one. I promise I'll, you know what? You're right. Write that book. I take it back.
1: Hey, Hey, introverts, after this thing is over, continue to stay home. You're not fun. You've proven again and again that you're not fun. (laughs) Oh God, it's good to laugh again. (laughs) No one needs you you at spring break. I can't wait. Um, for spring break to be back on. <laughs>
0: spring break forever, baby. It lives, it in, lives our in our minds. minds. The
1: eternal spring break of the spotless mind. And I think I think that's where we want to leave you all today. Uh, be well, be alone, and be with your thoughts and tell us what you come back with.
0: We'll talk to you very yeah, soon. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: Dialing out. What do people say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I know I'm going to say this is my sign off. I'm the only oh, person that's ever said this. No one's ever said it.
1: Oh, good night. The first good luck. one, Dr. Katie, add <laughs> it again. <laughs>
0: She feeds on a-